what's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on One edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q on Ones, what I like to do is interview people. Sometimes they can be local entrepreneurs, or they could be someone um, who's doing their thing worldwide. Um, so it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story and what gave them the passion to do what they do or provide the type of service they provide. So please sit back and enjoy the show. And please be encouraged to share. A lot of people, including myself, kind of do their thing by word of mouth, you know. So the more you spread the knowledge about the show, then the more people who can tune in and grow this thing and make it bigger. And it also gives more support for the people who I bring on the show who are looking to get their product or services out to the masses. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. She has a passion to help people achieve their fitness goals, despite maybe being too busy with the stresses of everyday life. Residing in the Golden State of California, please welcome Miss Krista Janine to the Talk to Q Radio Show. Krista, how's it going? Hi, thank you, thank you, thank you. So glad to be here. And I appreciate you taking the time. Now, I have a few questions, and... Uh, they may seem kind of random to you, but I'm just trying to learn more, I guess. And I don't know a lot about yoga. So my first question is, do you have to practice a certain religion to do yoga? So, you know, and I think that a lot of people think that it is, but you definitely don't have to practice a certain religion to do yoga. Um, I mean, for first off, like, Yoga in itself is um, is very much so an appropriated, like, workout regiment from, like, India, right? So we are already, like, culturally appropriating this, this sacred, you know, fitness attribute that we use in the Western world. So Western yoga very much so is not rooted in um, – in the ideology of like a certain religion, like you don't have to be Hindu, you don't have to be, um, you don't have to practice Buddhism. It really is like just what your own personal practices and your own personal like religious beliefs are. You can implement them into your yoga practice. So it definitely doesn't have to be, um, oh, I do yoga, so I must like you know be Buddhist, or oh, I do yoga, so I must like you know chant like Hindi prayers. Like it's not, it's not that at all. So. I think a lot of that is like kind of misguided. And I think a lot of that is just people don't know. So they assume things, but you definitely don't have to like practice a certain religion to do, to do yoga. Not by any means. That's not even almost a requirement. Okay. So I'm a big guy. I'm used to seeing really super skinny people doing yoga. You know, the, right. the person who's so skinny, you can't tell what direction they're facing unless you see their eyes. Right. Exactly. So is there a preferred size when it comes to yoga, or can anybody do it? Anybody can do yoga. I mean, I myself am not, like, skinny by any, like, scope of the imagination. I I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm, like, weighing in at 230 these days, like, and it's fine. And even when I first started yoga, I was, like, maybe 170, which isn't what people would think of when they think of, like, a yogi. But, I mean, uh-huh. my yoga practice is very advanced and more so than some people, they're, like, half my size. So I think it really is just, like, how much you're willing to put into it and also, like, you letting go of that idea that you have to be a certain size in order to do yoga or you have to be, like, a certain weight to do yoga. Like, yoga really is for everybody, and you can build upon it. So it's not like, 
oh, I'm going to wake up today and be able to do a headstand, but no, I can start working toward, like, doing a headstand. I can start working toward, like, doing, like, a longer plank and all these other things. So I think what people really should get from yoga is that it's a practice. It's not a perfect. And we say that a lot as instructors. It's like even me as advanced, quote, unquote, that I am, like there's always more that I can do and there's always more that I can get my body to do. So you're never going to reach the pinnacle of your, like, your yoga journey. Just like you're never going to reach your, like, pinnacle of, like, your life journey. Like there's always more to learn. There's always more to do. So, yeah, I think people should just be open to, like, learning and failing and then trying again. And I think that's the biggest thing that yoga has done for me is, like, it's okay to fail. It's okay to fall. But, like, it's all about, like, getting back up and trying again. And I even teach my students that. It's, like, the first time you fall out of a handstand or a headstand or whatever is the best thing that could ever happen to you because you realize, oh, I didn't die. And then you do it again. You know what I mean? Like, and that's something I think as a society we're not used to because, like, you fall down or you don't want to fall. And, like, everybody's afraid to fall and everybody's afraid to fail. But it's, like, you have to fail in order to progress so you can learn what you need to learn to do what you need to do. And you said that you – have a ways to go yourself or I, I really can't see that because I've been to your Instagram page <laughs> and you look like I a mean, pretzel in some of those pictures. What more yes, do you have to but, do? I have no well, I mean, idea because more... there is no way I'll play you in a game of Twister. <laughs> You're going to win every time. Well, right. But the thing is, like, there's always more to do. Like, you look at my page and you see, like, oh, like, she can do all this stuff. But then I go to, like, people that I follow and I'm like, oh, wow, like, I really want to be able to do that. Like, um, like Hippie Heathen, for instance, and I don't know if you've been to her page, but, like, she is legitimately, like, so strong and so flexible and so bendy, and, like, and her practice is even still progressing. And I think that's the beautiful thing about the human body is there's almost, there's always more you can do. There's always more that you can ask of your body. And because of that, like, we're always evolving in our practice. Well, yeah. I know, right? Now, I, I see that, and my friends look at me like I'm crazy too, and I'm like, but no, there's still so much more that I want to be able to do that I cannot do right now. <laughs> if you say so, I have to take your word for it. <laughs> now, no one is going to mistake yoga for cardio because there's not a ton of movement, but can you lose weight doing yoga? So the funny thing about that is that yoga is um, cardiovascular. So, and I think a lot of people have that misconception too, that you have to be jumping up and down and like doing burpees to get a cardio workout. But like the type of yoga I practice is like vinyasa power yoga, where you're constantly like putting breath to movement and using your entire body. Like you can definitely burn like cardiovascular worth of calories in a power yoga class and an advanced class, or even in a beginner class, depending on your level. So, I mean, there definitely is cardiovascular included in the vinyasa practice, but you can absolutely lose weight doing yoga, especially, like, if you're doing power yoga or vinyasa, which is just that breast movement, and that constant movement over an hour, like, you're burning so many calories and you don't even realize it. Okay. What's your take on hot yoga? So, hot yoga as in Bikram yoga or hot yoga as in heated yoga? Because those are two different things. <laughs> So like traditionally, yeah, exactly. So hot yoga traditionally is Bikram yoga, and it's 26 postures, and you you repeat them twice. So you do them once, and then you do them again. So that is hot yoga. It's set to like 105 or so degrees, um, with roughly like 30 to 40 percent humidity in the room. Heated yoga. Any yoga can be heated yoga. Like I, when I was teaching at Core Power, I taught yoga sculpt, and that was a heated environment 
then we would turn the heat up to like 93 degrees. And then from there, we would add humidity accordingly or no humidity at all. So even with that power flow, when I was teaching like the advanced flows, it would be like 98 degrees in there with like humidity of 30%. So you can still like sweat a lot and detoxify the body, but you can't necessarily like burn calories that way. And I know that sounds crazy and people think you can, but what happens is like you can lose water weight from that because you're sweating a lot. But after a while, like, that kind of like evens out. Yeah. So it's like when you first start like doing heated yoga, you're like, oh my God, I'm sweating so much, I'm sweating so much, and I'm losing so much weight. But a lot of that weight is just water weight because the heat helps you detoxify the body. You're getting those like um, impurities out of your body. And then you're also like sweating out so much of your water that you lose water weight. So not all of it is like, oh, I'm actually like burning calories and losing fat. Some of it is like, oh, I'm sweating a lot and I'm like losing water weight. That makes sense. I get that. I get that. Yeah. And so out, but I outside love of, just for the record. Okay, that's your preference. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> out outside of being able to lose weight, what exactly are the benefits of yoga? I mean, of course, there's the flexibility thing. I guess are, are there any other benefits? Uh, yeah, no, for sure. So I mean, yoga is great for like you to find that moving meditation and like. For me, what yoga did was help me kind of, like, clear my mind because of the heat and because of the physical, like, nature of the You are so exhausted by the end of class that you really are just at a state where you can't do anything but think and go inward and really, like, have honest conversations with yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest values yoga can bring to anyone. Um, and that's why yoga was essentially started. So just a little backstory, the physical practice of yoga outside of like the meditation and the spiritual side of it, it was started because the monks were trying to teach the young boys in the village how to meditate and like find their spiritual connection to their higher power. But they had to mm-hmm. do something to like calm them down first, right? Because they had all this energy, they wouldn't sit still to meditate. So that's how the physical practice started. And I think especially in the Western world, we're so used to going, going, going that that is what we need even still to this day. We need something to make us so exhausted that all we can do is sit there and just be in this space. And then that's where the meditation comes in. And that's where that spiritual connection to our higher power comes in. And that's where like the quote unquote, like enlightenment happens is when we have that time to like just sit and be still um, and really think about how we feel and what we want and like where we are in life. So I think that is the biggest gift that the yoga can bring to anyone is just finding that, that moving meditation, but then also just that stillness in your body because you don't have any choice, but to be still because you're so tired. I mean, I will admit if I had to sit in a room that's 93 degrees and fold myself up, (laughs) I would have a conversation with myself as well. Like, Lord, what have I gotten myself into? But you know what? It would even be it would even be deeper than that. And you know, it's so funny because I tell people this all the time. Like, I grew up Christian. I grew up Baptist. My mom's a minister. A lot of ministers in my family. But there was a point in my life where I had kind of like disconnected myself from like organized religion and the church, just because like there's a lot of things that happen in organized religion that I just don't agree with, and I feel like there's a lot 
that has progressed over the past decade or so within the church, which is great and amazing. But just uh-huh. when I first went off to college, there were just so many things that I just was like, you guys are wrong. You're not doing the right things. Like you're not supporting like the people like God would want. So anyway, I say all that to say what yoga really did for me is that it helped me develop that spiritual relationship with God, right? It helped me really build upon like the foundation that I had gotten as a child and really develop it into a more adult-like relationship with God where even though things aren't great and even though I don't like how things are going, like, I can have a conversation with God right now and, like, be just as clear as I'm talking to you. Like, that's how my relationship with God is. And I think a lot of that I can attribute to my yoga practice and being able to really disconnect from the world and go inward and have that time to, like, pray and listen to God. Because I think people also miss the mark when it's, like, meditation is us receiving like our download from God. It's like, you can pray, 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 pray. But if you're not taking that time to sit and listen to what God has to say to you, then it's just like a one-sided conversation. But it's like, God wants you to have that dialogue with him, but you have to be willing to sit still and listen to the other side of the conversation. So for me, that's one of the biggest things. And I tell people this all the time, especially when they talk about yoga and religion, I'm like, my spirituality grew tenfold when I started doing yoga than it ever would have grown if I would have just stayed in the church and, like, just been doing the same things I was doing within the church and, like, church because you're supposed to go to church and reading the Bible because you're supposed to read the Bible, you know? So I think just really being able to hone in on that spiritual relationship with God, like, yoga took that way beyond what it would have been otherwise. Well, I mean, is that what got you started on your yoga journey? Um, I mean, how did it all begin for you, and <laughs> what made you decide that, you know what, not only am I going to do this, I'm going to teach it as well? Right. So, nah, what what started me on my yoga journey is I've always been athletic. I've always been, like, super involved in sports and, like, in college. Like, I was always in the gym, Um and there was a yoga studio right off campus. I went to school in Chicago at DePaul, and there was a yoga studio right off campus in Lincoln Park. And I would see people coming out of the studio, like, drenched in sweat. And it was just so intriguing to me because, I mean, it's like it says core power yoga. Like, clearly it's a yoga studio, but these people are drenched. So I tried it, and, like, I was hooked right away. And I had dabbled in yoga here and there, like, in the past, but never really committed to it. And I think the heat was another level of challenge that I also really enjoyed, And because I loved it so much and thought it was such a great physical practice, I wanted to teach it. And once I went through teacher training, that's when all the spiritual growth happened. And that's when all the, like, the release happened. And it's, it's kind of, like, crazy how it transpired because, and I talk about this a lot, like, when I'm sharing my story, Throughout my entire adolescence, I was, like, really depressed, like, probably severely depressed, more so than I would like to, like, you know, actually admit sometimes. And because of that, yoga really allowed me to kind of work through a lot of my past trauma and really find new coping mechanisms to deal with that. And like I said, even helping me grow in my relationship with God. So because of all of the benefits, like, I personally received from yoga – I had to share it with other people just because, like, that's who I am by nature. And, yeah, and, I mean, and I I love the creative aspect of it, like, creating sequences and coming up with new workout regimens and, like, all of the things. So it really was just something that kind of, like, randomly fell into my lap. Like, my degrees are in production and, like, journalism, right? Like, 
I do not have a degree in like physical education or like, you right. know, kinesiology or any of that, but the body is very interesting to me and I love it. And I love seeing what the body is capable of doing and how you can push yourself to that next like level. And you can like help people grow and gain strength or realize their strengths that they didn't even really know they had. And I think that's something that I often do in my classes. Like that's one of my biggest purposes is helping people realize like their, their mental and physical and spiritual strengths that they don't even know is in them unless somebody forces them to pull it out. So, yeah, I mean, all of those things is why, (laughs) is why I wanted to teach yoga and why I still, you know, do yoga and I don't even practice as much as I used to. I teach way more than I practice, but like really like that's why I decided to kind of go into into this career. And it's not even a main career for me. Like it's a secondary career. Like I do have my like career in television that I, that I do and I enjoy and have been relatively successful at for the past decade. So it's not even like a, a main career, but it's been a nice career to grow alongside my main career. All right. Well, that sounds good. And so I came across um, you on Javon's show. And I always mm-hmm. watch Javon's show. He is one of the most hilarious guys you will ever meet. Yeah, he, he I was did a guest enjoy on that. My show. Yeah, he was a guest on my show recently, and I think I laughed through half of the interview. But when I came across <laughs> um, his show and I saw you on there, I was like, well, I don't know too many black people who do yoga. And yeah, I mean, are you seeing more black people getting into yoga ever since you started? Yes, absolutely. And I mean, I started doing yoga in 2010. So since 2010, I've definitely seen more black people doing yoga in a more mainstream like way. So sharing yoga, um, you know, you got Black Girl Yoga on Instagram. You got Sisters of Yoga on Instagram. You have a lot of, like, Black women sharing yoga. But even Black men are getting more and more involved in yoga, especially athletes, because what athletes start to realize is that yoga is good for their, like, athleticism, right? And any, like, trainer will tell you that. The more flexible you are, the more range of motion you have, the heavier you can lift, the more agile you'll be on the field or on the court or what have you. So I think what's starting to happen is people's idea, especially within the black community, is evolving around like who yoga is for and what yoga is good for and how they can really implement it into their lives and not have to like completely move away from their religion or, you know, convert to a new religion or any of that sort of thing. Um, So I would definitely say over the past decade, it's become more mainstream. But even prior to that, I'm sure there's always been like small hubs of like black people who have done yoga and like super organic people who like, you know, live off the land and like are vegan and vegetarian, like they've been doing yoga for decades. But I think it's more, more mainstream now. And like, and it's more trendy, honestly, especially for professional black people and like quote unquote bougie like black girls it's like yoga is trendy now and I'm saying it's like you know it's more trendy than it once was um and I think it's because you do have more black people talking about it and sharing it and slowly but surely there's more black instructors you know when I first started teaching at my studio there weren't that many like black instructors but now there's more, even though there's still not a lot, which is also the conversation. It's like, how do you find 
the balance of being like, oh, we have seen progress, but even this progress isn't enough. And I think that's where I am in this space now as a, a seasoned instructor and as somebody who's been in this fitness world for a while. It's like, I definitely have seen the progress. I cannot deny it. But I also know that there's so much more that needs to happen and should happen that it's like you can't rest and you have to keep talking about it and bringing it to people's attention and awareness because people also don't realize it, you know. I think that's the other big thing is, like, people think, like, oh, yeah, there's been progress. It's fine. But it's, like, yes, there has been progress, but there's still so much more that can happen and should happen. So I think that's kind of, like, where we are. And then just educating Black people on, like, the benefits of yoga in general and how you don't, like, you can still be a Christian and do yoga. (laughs) And, like, I think that's my biggest (laughs) argument with most people is, like, yeah, I still love God. I still love Jesus. We still kick it. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Like, I haven't converted. Like, you know what I mean? But I think people are so caught up on, like, on the idea. But like I said at the beginning of this conversation, is like, Western yoga has completely, like, culturally appropriated Eastern yoga. So it's not even, not even like the same basis of it. Even the spirituality aspect of it isn't as in-depth and thorough as it could be because we've taken it from a culture and an experience and a lifestyle and watered it down to bring it to America like we do, and not just America, but just the Western world in general. Like we do so many things, like we do black culture, like we do all cultures. So I think that's the, the biggest thing is like to just really understand holistically that because we have taken this from someone else that we can to a certain extent kind of create our own niche and mold and really benefit from the the goodness that yoga has to offer all of us. So we'll get ready to wrap things up, but let me ask you, where can my listeners find you and uh, connect with you online? For sure. So um, I, I am everywhere you can find people. So um, I am on Instagram. That's where most of my following and um, like presence is, is Instagram. So it's at Krista Janine on Instagram. Um, if you want to take a class with me, I offer classes six days a week um, through Zoom. So they're all virtual classes and private one-on-ones. And you can visit KristaJaneneFit.com to sign up for a class or just kind of see like what I have to offer. I'm about to implement on Friday a new on-demand feature on my website. So if you can't make a physical class, you can always download the on-demand classes and and play around with us there and tap into your fitness and yoga. Um, And it's not just yoga. It's also HIIT and calisthenics and, like, um, plyo training as well. So I kind of like run the gamut of that. Um, and then I'm on Facebook as well, also Krista Janine. I'm Krista Janine everywhere, honestly. So wherever you will find me, it will be Krista Janine. Um, but, yeah, that's how, you can, that's how you can find me. Okay, and as far as the classes that you offer, you have something for beginners and those who may be more advanced? Yes, I have beginner classes twice a week. Um, so Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and then Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, and then I also offer a meditation and flow class, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. and then Fridays at 6 p.m. And what that really is, is half the class, we do a nice, like, yoga vinyasa flow. And then the other half of the class, we, like, meditate. And I ask my students a series of questions and allow them the space and time to journal. And, um, and it's a really good experience, especially if you have a lot of clutter in your head or you have a lot of anxiety 
or just a lot of stress, it's a nice way to kind of just get your thoughts out and have a space and like an hour of time to really like focus in on yourself. Sounds great. Sounds like you got everything covered. And Crystal was, yes. it's been a pleasure to have you on this Q on one edition of the Coffee Tea Radio Show. <laughs> and um, I wish you much continued success in what you're doing. And maybe we can do this again someday in the future. Absolutely. Whenever you will have me back, I will come. Thank you so much. And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to CoffeeQ.com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two Q. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next time.